What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of the sex industry and adult entertainment? The Economist recently published an article titled Red Light Moment, Pornography is Booming During the Lockdowns and a quick search on Google will show loads of other media outlets echoing the same narrative. What's interesting though is a few of our recent guests have said how some of society's deep-lying pains are now coming to the surface and that can actually be seen through the events taking place globally, even as you're listening to this. In this episode, I interview award-winning adult entertainer Alexis Fawkes, who's one of the most widely respected figures in her industry. Her take was also very powerful. She says that your happiness is your responsibility, nobody else's. She overcame a very dark chapter in her life before going into porn, and she explains the importance of setting boundaries, being present, and doing what makes you feel empowered. In her case, that was becoming comfortable with putting herself out there and appearing vulnerable on camera for the whole world to see. Personal freedom is something a lot of us take for granted. In this day and age, we often constrain ourselves to the parameters that we've invented in our heads, and this can often get in the way of our success and happiness. On a personal note, I really enjoyed her energy. It was refreshing to speak to someone so proactive, even during lockdown. And after we finished recording, I really couldn't help but think of all the times I hadn't taken the jump to do certain things. Because, well, because I was worried about what others would think. But in truth, nobody really cares as much as you think they do. And even if they did, it wouldn't be to laugh at you and put you down. It would be to motivate you and support you. As always, if you enjoy this episode, please like, subscribe and share. And check us out on Instagram. We always love hearing from you. You can find all the details in the description below. But first, on to the episode. If you don't have the drive or the will or the grace or the, the want or the passion to do it, you're just not going to stick with it and you're not going to keep up with it. How do you want to change it? Rather than complaining about it, how do you want to change it? Start becoming more solution oriented. In those moments in the morning when it's peaceful and quiet, that's how you become more solution oriented because you're not distracted by all the bullshit that you have starting at 9, 10 o'clock a.m. when everybody else is up. The, the most major shift in my life was in 2009. Um, I just, I had a massive life change. Like everything I knew it totally flipped upside down. Your self-talk, how you, how you talk to you is how you're really talking to others. And becoming self-aware of that. Self-awareness of your actions, of your choices. Happiness is your responsibility. Nobody else's. Don't lay it in anybody else's hands. It doesn't belong there. Being a performer, we have a high sex drive. I'm very in tune with that. They have had very personal time with you, even though you were not present. People, please, fuck, we're not gonna write you. We're not gonna ask you to send us shit. Like, it's just, it's not how this works. I will eat a bowl of water with a fork before I give a fuck about anybody else's opinion of me or what I do. You know, like, I work with men, I work with women. I've dated men, I've dated women. Doesn't mean I don't attach myself, oh, I'm bisexual and that's who I am. No, it's who I had a connection with at that particular time in my life.
Hi everyone, welcome back to Beautiful Minds. My name is Martin. My guest today is Alexis Forks. Alexis, despite nearly four years in the US Air Force and then a career in corporate law, you quickly became one of the adult entertainment industry's top stars. You've worked with, and I quote, virtually every major company in adult entertainment. And today you hold numerous awards and nominations for acting roles and exceptional category performances, including most recently the 2020 MILF of the Year at the AVN Awards. You also have your own coffee brand called High AF Coffee and your own variety show called The Higher Sports Show involving comedy and music. I personally can't wait to talk more about your story and what you've got planned next. But first, welcome to Beautiful Minds. How are you? <laughs> wow, thank you so much. That was a really beautiful introduction. Oh, no, thanks, yeah. <laughs> you did your work, sir. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's always kind of like, like, like just hearing that was just, it's kind of amazing. I'm like, wow, that, that's my life. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you oh, for yeah. having me on. No, it's a pleasure. Thanks for your time. Where are you based at the moment? I'm in Vegas. Vegas, I'm in cool. Vegas right now. Yeah. Tell us about that's Vegas where and, and how long you've been there and what you're up to. Okay. Well, I got to Vegas in two, uh, actually the end of 2016, December. I uh, was living in Miami at the time moved out here to be closer to LA. Um, I didn't want to move to LA or go to California basically because of the housing costs, the taxes, the, the traffic. I felt like moving to LA would have diminished my quality of life. And to me, I think your quality of life is really, really important. It sets your mind in balance and peace and it allows you to live. And um, Vegas was a great opportunity because the housing is lower. There is no state income tax. There's no traffic. I don't have to spend hours just to get to one errand. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it still would keep up. It actually bettered my quality of life because, you know, for me in my own, and I, I only speak for myself, quality of life means living out your dreams and passions and doing things that really make your heart sing. And that's like traveling and, and, and devol you know, diving into new cultures and, and experiencing life, gardening, you know, these <laughs> things that keep you healthy and keep your immune system up, which is like really important, especially now. And um, so that's why I didn't move to LA because it's always like a question of like, well, why didn't you move there? Um, and I still work as much. In fact, this is also another thing of mine is moving to LA, I could totally afford it, but I would definitely probably need to work more, which would lessen my time of traveling and things that really make my heart sing, right? And so moving to Vegas, I can work, you know, half the time and then divulge the other half the time in my other dreams and passions. Like for instance, the coffee that you mentioned or the, the comedy variety show, you know, spending time on that. I love to write, doing hobbies, things that, you know, yeah. just things that are constantly activating your mind and spirit and just your entire, entire essence embodiment. Yeah. I love that. Definitely want to come onto that later. Well, first of all, you know, with London, I know, I know, I didn't see anything about London in your, in your biography. That I don't know if your assistant or Tanya wrote it, but I didn't, I didn't see anything about London. So, I'm not sure if you have any plans with London. Well, a little thing about London is, uh, I'm a QPR fan. Really? <laughs> Actually, we start racers. I know I'm just gonna get a giggle at that. Definitely putting a trail that in the trailer. <laughs> all the way over here. No, I, I dated a fella from uh, Southwest London 
and he was a QPR fan. And you know how that works. The loyalty just like, you know, you, you can't like another team. But like you beat the next out of the family at that point. Play, so it's yeah. just cool. Like I'm not a sport, like I'm not a real sports fan. I'm I'm sporty, but I'm not like a sports fan type of person. I'm not gonna like go and you know and do different things. But what I love about English football is um, is the, the the loyalty. The fans are just into it. Like I went, I was able to go to a, um, a couple games. I went to actually Locust Road for a game, and. You know, it was just it was just great to see. It was absolutely amazing. So that's my little story about London. And um, I've shot in London, actually. And that was for Dorsell. And that movie won an award, actually. So that was really cool. Wow, when was and this? I planned to go there. Uh, when was it? God, yeah. When did I go? 2017, I want to say. I was okay. Fairly yeah. recent, okay. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, you know, obviously... <laughs> You know, once, I mean, we're not back to shooting at all, but uh, once things get back to, I guess, whatever normal, non-normal, new travel and work and whatever that experience will be, um, I definitely, I can't wait to travel. I can't wait to come back. I love to go to London again, go in the summer, the spring would be great um, and definitely work over there. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm still a bit shocked about QPR. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell by your face. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, fair play. It's a very small team. Don't tell me. Um, don't don't tell me you like those Chelsea cunts now, do you? <laughs> no, no, I don't like them. <laughs> have you heard of a team called Liverpool? Yeah, of course I have. Yeah, yeah, of best team of the yeah, world yeah. at the moment. So yeah, there you go. There yeah. you go. Owners are Americans, so maybe that could be your second team. <laughs> No, I actually want to talk a bit about the business side of what you do because, like, I, I'm involved a lot in business. Um, you know, I eat, breathe, and sleep marketing and business. So, for me to talk about your entrepreneurial ventures, let's say, I think that's that's really interesting. Oh, okay. Where would you like to start? So the coffee business, <laughs> I think, because um, my mum's also got a coffee brand of her own. So, I've seen the level of dedication and the hard work that went into it from her side. So. I just wanted mm -hmm. to get, you know, kind of an accurate picture, if I can, as to how much work you put into it and how much of it, is it just a hobby for you? So just to see where, where it's going. Um, I, I love coffee. I'm a passion yeah. for it. I love, you know, I love going to new countries and trying their, you know, their, their coffee, you know, whatever, however their coffee serves or however their country serves. And I like to try it. And like after traveling, establish different tastes of different things that you like. Some things will hit your stomach a different way or might get you a little too jazzed yeah. <laughs> or maybe not jazzed enough. You never know. Different, you know, different flavors, the way it rolls around on your tongue. Just like people who taste wine, you can taste coffee the same. And um, so it's like a little bit of a passion. I love it. Um, I think like in anything, I can definitely probably put more work into it. And I think that's something I definitely thought about with this time off is, you know, where do I want to take it and how, you know, how can I increase um, eyes to see it to get bought? You know what I mean? I'm new at it. I've never had a coffee business before. And literally I was out on a hand, on my hammock in my backyard, smoking a joint, having a cup of coffee on a Sunday morning. As you do. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's Sunday. Like it, whatever you, I mean, do whatever makes you happy, like whatever, like, you know, and, um, 
And I was just like, God, I should really have my own fucking coffee brand. How cool is this? And, and, and actually, it's, it's not just having the coffee brand, the, the larger scale of it. And it's called High AF Coffee, High Altitude for Coffee. And yeah. it's also a slick way of me getting AF in there with, yeah. into the mainstream without, you know, I do adult entertainment it's not always super accepted by everybody even though because they just like oh she does that like whatever but it's my little slick way of getting af in there my initials for alexis fox and because i love those old school amsterdam cafes where you go in you have a cup of coffee you smoke a joint with your friends have a couple laughs and then you get up and you leave and you go on about your business the end result and, and would be to actually love, love to have a cafe like that. I live in a state where it's legal. We just need to get it in lounges where, you know, it's licensed to consume. I don't necessarily need to sell it. Bring your own, have a cup of coffee, of high AF coffee, smoke a joint or CBD and, you know, play a game or read a book or, you know, laugh with your friends and bounce. And yeah. I think providing that type of atmosphere would really hit it off. High AF, it's something I could put, you know, I could stand behind and, and have fun with and go work at. And, you know, I, I love to read and do like an old school book exchange where, you know, you could bring in an old book and, and grab an old book that you see off the shelf. Like just really community, local feel. And um, I love art, so definitely, you know, I would love to invite artists in and poets and people that, you know, that really inspire me on a daily basis. Um, I think, you know, that th those, those are the kind of thoughts I had on that hammock, you know, on that particular day. Like, not only just having this coffee bean and getting that out there, but the end, you know, having a place where locals can come and have a lot of fun you know, and just bring, you know, put down the phones and have conversations uh, face to face, eye to eye, you know, high five each other, whatever people fucking do. <laughs> and uh, I love that. And, and that's also, and it kind of came with that is also, and I'll lead into this, is really what the beautiful thing about having the, the comedy variety show is when I stand back and we all session or, you know, you don't have to session. It's not required to smoke, you know, cannabis or CBD or whatever. It's not, you know, never, never. It's just, if you want to session with us, we session a little before, we session a little after the show. And it's a real beautiful thing when I can stand back and I look in the crowd and you've got people that didn't come together, but never met before each other until that night, but they're laughing and they're talking and they're not on their phones and they're not like Snapchatting and doing all these things. They're just having a human experience. And that is such, that makes me, that makes me happy. That's why I do things that I do um, is because when you can just bring people together and, and community, um, it's, it's a really wonderful thing. So I guess that's kind of my underlying passions with a lot of stuff I do. Yeah, definitely. I don't know, did I answer all your questions? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's clear. <laughs> I think it's clear that if anyone looks at the website and, and knows you a bit more as well, I think they'd realize that the coffee itself, as you said, it's, it's meant to represent quality, but the brand goes deeper. It represents non-tangible qualities such as like you said, bringing people together, connectivity, that, that sense of, you know, emotional pleasure whereby, you know, just by enjoying someone else's company, it gives you happiness, right? 
it's not necessarily yeah. there to kind of get you high and stoned or whatever it, it's that's not the image you're trying oh to yeah it's well beyond that yeah. it's well beyond that you know and it's it's just a, you know for me like i don't i mean i don't drink i don't have not, i don't have anything against drinking it's not because i have a problem or anything it just it just it started over time i i just kind of like dwindled it out of my life and um I would try to like have an adult beverage out with a friend and I would literally get like immediately sick. So I just kind of like exit out of my life. And so, you know, smoking a joint, going out, hanging out with buddies, friends, could be wherever. I don't really care. You know, it's, it's, that's just my groove. And I think it just kind of opens up people in a different way. Um, I'm a big advocate of cannabis, a big advocate, whether it's recreational or medicinal, I think it's definitely serve. It can definitely serve both ways. It can't just be one. It's let's just face it. It's not just one or the other. It's both. And, um, I think it's a self, I think it's a healthier and safer, um, recreational habit (laughs) that you can possibly have. I mean, let's face it. I can like literally sit down and say probably the worst, Worst decisions I probably ever made were because I was boozing and having a great fucking time and no regrets. Um, <laughs> the worst decision on weed, I probably overate a few times. You know what I mean? Like, or I didn't get the shit that I was supposed to get done. But <laughs> but you're very productive. I mean, if you think about all the things you've got going on, I mean, it takes a lot of organization and structure in your life. I mean, I'm not sure where you get that. Is it from the army? Is it from working in corporate law? Or is it from... I think that's just, I I think, you know what, honestly, and it's not just with me, and I think across the board, anybody that handles different things, that's an internal drive that you either have or don't have. Um, And and, and, and like, like, it doesn't matter. Like, I think, you know, these other things such as the military and have, you know, did have it, you know, having a little bit of a corporate background and, and doing those things. That gave me some skills, of course. It taught me, you know, um, it, it, ta- it taught me, but you gotta have the drive to even get yourself to that point. If you don't have the drive or the will or the grace or the, the want or the passion to do it, you're just not gonna stick with it and you're not gonna keep up with it. I mean, I, I know that. Like if I start something and I'm just like, eh, I'm not gonna keep up with it. So I just, like, you know, I just eliminate it. <laughs> but at least, you, I mean, you know, you narrowed your focus and you chose like a coffee, bang that's that's gonna be my thing um at yeah. the moment, that's gonna be my thing i'm gonna win awards um health like i'm gonna again win awards for the best body or i'm gonna make sure i'm looking good 365 days of the year all these things like you choose you know three to five things and you make sure you hit them on the head yeah and as far as like as far as the, the hot body award was such a super surprise by the way because i'm like wow i look at like you know <laughs> the only time i really look at my age and i'm like oh this is fucking cool um as far as physical, uh, you know, obviously I'm on camera, so yes, I do want to look my best. I do, but and, and that's probably what drove me in the beginning of like my my fitness um, journey, because um, I wasn't really super like I was never a gym rat. I was like, what? You know, I I went to the clubs and danced all night, and that was pretty much my workout. But um, you know, later on, like I, I started going to the gym because, okay, I'm going to be on camera. I want to look my best. I want to be healthy. I want to have endurance. I mean, what we do is very physical. It's like, like an athlete. You're an athlete. <laughs> yeah. no, it's, it's true. Like it's, and, you look at some of the um, hours they put in, it's like, it's crazy. And, and what it really, what, what, what exercise has really turned in for me is I realize I'm a high energy person. So it is an excellent way for me to get that excess energy out because excess energy can turn into 
just stupid shit. It can make you angry. It can just make you get like, why, you know, like weird stuff. So that excess energy gets out. It's also one hour of the day with my trainer that I don't have to call the shots. I can just not think, or I can just do it, use like, like as a, med- a moving meditation. And, you know, it's, I need that. I need that in each day because I'm running on a lot of shit. I have to make decisions all day. That's one hour I don't have to make decisions. And it just feels good. It makes my brain start. It makes my day start. It gets things moving around. And that's one thing that really, um, I think, got me a little depressed here on um, on quarantine is that the gyms are closed. And I couldn't meet my trainer. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I've been exercising for this many years. I can train myself. But it just... You know, again, it came down to God. I, I'm, 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 I'm still working because I'm working from home, doing all this content. I'm still making all the same decisions, and I'm not gonna. I gotta make my own decisions about this gym thing, and like, I don't know. It's. I really, really appreciate that hour. I really do work. I love working out, and it's more. I think the release of the girl. You know, the good neurotransmitters that are happening, and you know, it's a, it's immune booster. Like that's another thing. You know, we we talk about like you know, um, all this illness and all the negativity about it, but no one's giving like, hey, you can do this to boost your immunity. You can do this to, you know, boost your mood and all that stuff's interconnected. So, yeah. So anyway, the hot body thing just was a big surprise because I really just do the physical stuff for myself. I don't even really think about, you know, um, doing it for any other reason. It's, you know, really... And, you know, exercising your mind, uh, have, you know, exercising the, you know, your emotions, um, you know, not leading with them, but understanding them and feeling them physically, you know, um, all that stuff is super important in, in keeping them balanced. I went through like a kind of just like, I think like, God, I went on a massive self-discovery, I guess. And these are just all my own internal beliefs and thoughts and journeys and whatever. But um, I think... To keep it really, you know, to keep it really basic and simple, there's like basically three ingredients to a to a happy life: nutrition, exercise, and sleep. One, if you get one of those out of order, you fucked. <laughs> you don't feel good. You're, you're if you don't sleep right, you're probably not going to exercise, which is not going to boost your metabolism, like wanting you to eat and all those uh, uh, releases of hormones and stuff that says, "Hey, we're hungry." So you're, you might not eat. And then if you don't eat well, then that whole vicious cycle of not sleeping well will come around again, right? Uh, people that figure, people that are under high stress, that releases, you know, acidic and stress. Like I can tell if I'm stressed, my stomach, I, I'm so in tuned that I will feel that release of those, like of the acidity and of the stress hormones into my stomach and I'll immediately lose appetite. It is like, oh, I'm stressed out, okay. I need to fix this. Smoke a joint. I'm much better. Boom, bang. I'm eating again. So, <laughs> but, um, so yeah, nutrition. I think, you know, like people spend all this money putting, you know, beautiful parts on their car and the best oils and this, and they want their engine around, but then they're pulling up to the McDonald's and eating fucking shit. Dude, your body is your engine. So whatever you're putting into it, and that also includes the lotions you're putting on your skin, that's your largest organ. Yeah. You're putting shit on, you're gonna feel like shit. You know what I mean? You're gonna yeah. put shit in you, they're gonna feel like shit. If you watch shitty television, 
You're gonna feel like shit because those vibrations are gonna sink into your organs. <laughs> All of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So be careful of what you are ingesting. Nutrition, you've gotta nourish to flourish. You wanna flourish and feel good, you gotta eat the proper nutrition. And I'm not saying you gotta, I don't believe in the fucking triangle. Everybody, everybody has a different metabolism. Everybody has a different chemistry in their body. You've got to really understand and start listening to what your body is saying and what it really needs. Um, sleep. You, that's one thing you're never going to get back. I look back and I'm like, holy shit, all those nights of, of um, partying, I'm never going to get that sleep back. But boy, do I like sleep now. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you got to get good rest. And, um, you know, traveling a lot, and this is another, like, you know, use for cannabis and stuff like that. Traveling a lot, going from city to city, you don't, you don't always sleep. I don't always sleep well. So doing a little bit of an edible or RSO or something like that relaxes me, boom, bang, I sleep. I get a good night's sleep. I wake up in the morning. I can exercise. I'm eating. I'm going to work. I'm a happy individual. See how that all comes around. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and exercise doesn't have, you don't have to go to a gym. If that's not your thing, don't worry about it. Go for a fucking walk. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, most yeah. of us live in neighborhoods that we could probably walk to the convenience store or a grocery store or somewhere. And if you can't, go somewhere where you can. Get outside. Gardening, you know, bending over, squatting down, lifting things. You know, that's, that's part of movement. It doesn't mean the gym. It's same thing with like meditation. Meditation, you don't have to sit straight up and you know in a lotus position. You can lay the fuck down if you want to. You can garden, slow it down, slow down your thoughts, get in between each inhale and exhale. That space in between is where every that's where life is. So I don't know. I'm probably talking, I'm just going on, but um no, those it makes three a lot things, sense. those three things is what I try to always, if I can't maintain anything else, if I can't control anything else, those are the three things I try to maintain. Sleep, nutrition, and exercise. If I'm not, if I can always tell if like, you know, like, okay, what's going on here? You know, what's happening? Oh, okay, I need to go outside. I need to get a little vitamin D. I need to get a little sun. I need to move around. Let's get these joints going. Oh, it feels great. And then I'm hungry and I'm eating and then I'm sleeping. I go to bed at nine now. Um, I think, you know, yeah. So anyway, I think what it's really important to maintain those. Um, I wake up this morning. I woke up at five. Nice. I went to bed at nine. Um, wake up. I love the smell of the morning. I love waking up and watching the sunrise or getting up. It, I, I, it's so quiet and it's so peaceful and it's beautiful. The bees are at work. The birds are chirping. The, 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 the tomatoes just smell so that like the tomato plants smell so fresh. It's like ridiculous, fucking ridiculous. It should be bottled. Um, the soil smells fresh. Like it's just awesome. And it's, it's one of my favorite times of the day. It's also when you wake up that early and you can sit with yourself and you can have your cup of coffee or tea or whatever, and you could go outside and I feed the birds and I listen to them chirp and do their thing give yourself give that give yourself that time it's so important people are like i don't have the time just you're you're never going to have the time you it's about creating time 
And yeah. it's just, you know, it's like anything that you love. Okay. So love is more than, it's, it's more than just saying, you know, those three words. Love is your commitment into every, in, is a commitment into devotion and in, in the things that you do every day for that thing or that person. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a commitment in the, your devotion. So make that commitment and devotion, number one, yourself. You should be loving yourself. Yeah, so why right. not do these wonderful things for you? Wake up at five. I get it. You work all day. You have a different job than me. Okay, fine. How do you want to change it? Rather than complaining about it, how do you want to change it? Start becoming more solution-oriented. In those moments in the morning when it's peaceful and quiet, that's how you become more solution oriented because you're not distracted by all the bullshit that you have starting at nine, 10 o'clock AM when everybody else is up. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, have you got this paperwork? Have you, have you answered this yet? Have you got this email? No, before you even get to that, before you even get to your social media, go outside and sit down. It's powerful. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah, <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I'm a right. talker, but, but that's when... okay. No, it's good. That's why we have you on. But when did you become so solution orientated and so connected to nature and your soul? Because it seems like you're very connected to your soul and what you're feeling and what you're going through very much in the present. Because I remember also you said that your 20s were also quite a turbulent period. So yeah. were you the same back then? Um, well, I think like, I think like I just, you know, I think I just experienced my, I always, always say, I say yes to a lot of opportunities and I just, I just really experienced life. But I think what made uh, the most major shift in my life was in 2009, um, I just, I had a massive life change. Like everything I knew it totally flipped upside down. And uh, it was the universe, I swear. It was just like, okay, if you don't make life changes, you're gonna die or you're gonna be miserable. And it was, you know, it was very evident and very clear that I needed to take responsibility for all my choices because like truly at the end of the day, no one made those choices but you. Um, forgive, just because you forgive people and that means forgiving yourself, forgiving people that may have hurt you or that you've allowed into your life to hurt you or whatever that case may be, forgiveness is key. Get it off your, get that weight off your back doesn't mean you have to allow them back in your life, but just fucking forgive and let it go. Just breathe. I accepted that. And I just, I just had this revelation one day and I stopped crying. And I'm not just saying like, ooh, ooh. I mean, I, I cried for a couple months straight, like from my gut. Like I, I call it like the emotional purge of my life. And I just woke up and I was just this, this just like, it just fucking came so clear to me what I needed to do. And it was like, you're getting a second chance at this, don't fuck it up. And that is like, I'm getting like goosebumps actually, but um, that was almost like, what, almost 10 years ago. Um, and so I got that second chance and um, I was just did a lot of healing, did a lot of, a, a lot of going back to who I am as a human being and going back to what I am and loving myself, forgiving and loving myself. And not being so hard on myself and your self-talk, how you, how you talk to you is how you're really talking to others and becoming self-aware of that self-awareness of your actions, of your choices. Happiness is your responsibility. Nobody else's don't lay it in anybody else's hands. It doesn't belong there. 
you know, all those things are super important and it just became super clear. Then I also dove into um, getting into very spiritual, spiritual things like with shamanism and Native Americanism and uh, different practices with that and using uh, sacred medicines such as ayahuasca, peyote, um, San Pedro, um, psilocybin. I still microdose psilocybin on um, as a regular basis as I can. Um, and that's a simple microdose. It's not like, you know, I'm, I'm not tripping out. I'm not doing and these are When I do that, it's a very solo journey. I don't, it's not a party. It's, it's, I use it as actual medicine. And when I dove into the ayahuasca and working with shamans and being in nature and going on these silent ceremonies and, you know, going into the jungle for 10 days at a time, not talking to anybody on a special diet, you, you really, really dive deep into who you are. You have zero distractions. You have nothing but yourself. And I remember feeling, you know, you go through every single emotion from the depth of like, God, man, just, you just, it, it, it's something that I just needed to experience becoming more silent, um, become more like your breath and more like water, I guess, as Bruce Lee says. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Being a QPR fan's tough. I know. It's, it's... <laughs> right, right. Oh my god. So, yeah. So anyway, I think just diving and all that just uh, kind of like really opened my eyes to a lot of um, you know nature. Nature is the ultimate healer. You know. Um, so why not dive mm. yourself into that? Why not breathe? It really does work. Take your shoes off. Plant your feet into the earth. You know, put your fucking phone down. <laughs> Do all those things. It's really important. Yeah. So do you feel that these things also add an extra element of edge to your game in the adult entertainment industry as well when you go on show, when you go on set? Um, you know, obviously... Things edge or anything like that. I just think it makes me who I am. Okay. You know, I think it's just a part of who I am as a person. I, I, I'm not, I'm like, you know, I'm not in... I don't know about giving me an edge. I just think it's just who I am. And, and sometimes that's going to resonate with people and, you know, whatever. So you're not competitive in that sense? I'm not competitive at all. The only person I'm competitive with is with myself. You know, I like I, I just want to do better with me. I don't, I, I, I love gassing up my friends. I don't have to know you to have joy for you. I, you know, like I'm just, you know, hey, if you're succeeding and you're being good, fuck yeah, go for it. You know, fuck, I'll gas the fuck up out of you, you know? Um, Zero, no, I'm not competitive at all. It's totally not like that for me. I, you know, I think there's room for everybody um, in this industry. And I think there's some amazing human beings in this industry, just like in this world. Um, I, I'm a true believer there's only two kinds of people. There's either people that are assholes or there's people that are fucking kind. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that pendulum swings in our life both sides. I've been an asshole before. I've been super kind. I've swung in the middle. You know, it's just whatever, wherever that is. So there's no reason for competition. I'm just not that type of person. Do you feel that maybe on sets or just generally when you go to perform, do you think everyone else is kind of competitive? Do you feel that they turn up with something to prove? Um, I'm sure. I'm sure, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not 20 either. So maybe I would have been different in my twenties, but, um, <laughs> you know, like, 
I, I think there are some that um, are competitors. I think some really um, strive to hit certain goals um, that they want and go for it. You know what I mean? I'll cheer you on. That's my wet dog. The um, degrees. I don't know what he's barking at. Weird he's on. agreeing with you, I think. I, I guess so. Yeah. Um, you know, so I mean, I'm sure, you know, like whatever. Um, I don't really see it too much, you know, because I'm just friends with people. So absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I really, I miss my, I miss my, I, I miss my colleagues. You know, like I said, I work with some really fucking amazing human beings and um, super talented in many ways and just great souls and I fucking miss them. I can't wait to give them a hug and be like, God, it's great to see your face. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So when you first started, was there anything that surprised you that you thought, oh, I wasn't expecting it to be like this? Um, I don't really... I, I just probably sounds weird. I try not to go into many things with super expectations. I think expectations is why people feel... Um, that they lose out. Expectations can cause the disillusions and, I see, yeah. and uh, can, and can really be, I think it can cause disappointment when disappointment doesn't even need to happen. I didn't know what to fucking expect when I went into the adult industry. What made you All I knew is I, I raised my hand to give a blowjob for Dancing Bear and the next thing I know I was giving a blowjob to a guy with a Dancing Bear <laughs> and all I all I knew is my heart was pounding and I was like I do not want to be the girl that took too long so I'm going to suck this dick like I'm going to like I've never sucked a dick before in my life and I'm just going to really get into it and I did a great job and the next thing I knew I was booked I had a name and uh, a couple months later I was contract person for Bang Bros and you know, worked for them on a ton of different sites and then um, did other things and did a webcamming and then I came, then I got back into shooting again and I've just been having a great time. I mean, it's been like, it'll be 10 years in July. So that yeah. I've been in the adult industry realm, whether I'm shooting webcamming or whatever. And um, it's been fucking great. And I, I'm now at a point where now I'm like, I get to use more of my imagination and write. And I love writing because I love reading and I just, I don't watch TV, but I have like this wicked fucking great imagination. Like my imagine, like I get bored with TV because I'm like my imagination feels so much better. So <laughs> that's because I read, and um, and so I get to play these like little movies in my head. And now I'm like starting to write them down and play. Like for instance, I did a four part series for Browsers called The Voyeur Next Door, and that was such a cool fucking experience because. Here, this was something I made up in my head, had to put it out on paper, which when you're, God, like I'm an introvert overthinker, so I can get really detailed into everything that I put on, you know what I mean? Like I wanna get like, well, there was a crinkle in the paper over here, like, like just crazy shit. So just, <laughs> <laughs> so putting it all writing, putting it all down on writing, and then seeing it produced, and then seeing the final product, it's like, holy shit, that's fucking cool. And then I did another one for a digital playground called Unbound, which was a three-part series. Again, something I was, they called me, they're like, hey, we did really, your four-part series for Boyer Next Door did really well. We were like, you know, have you do another one for digital playground, three parts, da, da, da. It's like, okay, no problem. I'm all excited on a Friday. I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, oh shit, what am, how am I going to write this? Where am I going to go? Where, you know, what, what? What am I gonna fucking write about? Holy shit, I just said yes. And that's my thing. I just say yes and work it all out, right? I was 
I didn't have anything really, I had three parts kind of, but I didn't know how to connect them or where I was going with it or whatever. And then I was like, fuck, I was washing my hair Monday morning and I was like, God, I gotta send something off. I gotta get this off to them. And then the movie just played in my head as I was washing my hair. And then I, <laughs> I was like, this is it. So I had to get the voice recorder out, started talking, rambling it off. And then I had to go through with it. And then I got it all out and then I sent it off. And I, like when I, when I do a whole pitch and everything like that, I, 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 I really get into like, I want character detail, um, you know, so they understand how the character would be my recommendations of cast, the clothing, uh, what the set would look like, the feel of the look like, you know, if there's pickup shots, like it just, I try to put as much information in there as possible so that they can see the vision that I have and they can play the movie in their head. And then of course we talk it all over, but it's just funny how those things happen. But I love the whole process. Like I, I, I got, I got about eight or 10 ideas right now on my burner that I'm like, you know, I just, I pick one up and I dabble in it and see what happens and see where it goes. And it's kind of fun. I enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. Do you have a favorite production? Favorite production that I've done so far? Yeah. Um, they're all different. I mean, even the one I did for Pure Taboo, which was um, to be seen and not heard. Um, what I liked about that one was like the, the super acting of being like kind of like this crazy character. Um, that was really an emotional type of character. So I, I, I love doing all of it. If I can, I love being characters and be able to, to actually act. I think that's really, really super fun and being and super creative. Do you feel a lot of people kind of get surprised when they see like a good acting performance? I think some people do, yeah. I think people are just, you gotta understand, like it's, it's in this industry, it's like sometimes weird. Like I think like some people, you know, for some, some people just look at me as, or whomever, um, as a person that they have just jerked off to on their computer screen and, and they just kind of look at you almost if you're like that video machine. It's funny because I get the messages, hey, can we just do this right now? And I'm like, dude, I'm in my garden. Uh, I'm not really prepared to, to go on Skype right now. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, they just think that you're like that video that they can just do that click and they, oh, what, what do you mean? Or like, oh, wow, my favorites. Like, hey, can we fuck? And I'm like, no, I, I, don't, I don't ask for it. I have nothing wrong with it. Like, fuck, do whatever, the, whatever makes you happy, right? But it's just something I don't personally, I don't dig. It's not something I like. And um, it's so funny because I'm like, no. And some, you know, you can always tell the men from the boys because the men will just accept, okay, thank you, if they even write back at all um thank you you know they're just done like okay thank you for responding or they just start right back the boys which fucking piss me off sometimes will either write back the most nastiest response like why the fuck not you're a fucking whore i hope you don't like all this nasty shit you're like oh my god that's a boy i hate the thing what you call a coward wow <laughs> well, well it is a coward like the same thing it's just a fucking you know like come on like come on yeah or or you know like you just get all kinds or, or like the why nots and 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 i will say this straight up no is a complete sentence that does not require an explanation yeah learn it understand it move on have you been to carnival in brazil 
No, but I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, I actually went for the first time in February because I've got a few friends there. And when I went, I noticed that they had these stickers on there. It's, it's amazing, by the way. You have to go. I, I think you'd love it with your energy and stuff. But they have these kind of like temporary tattoos on their arms, like all the girls. And it said no and no and it means no is no in Portuguese and I said like what does that mean is it political is it something like I didn't really know the context of it and then people told me that like over time men became very entitled to just kiss any girl they want or do what they want with them they just saw carnival as an excuse that sorry they saw carnival as making it excusable to do that sort of stuff so they had to kind of make it into a campaign to say like no is no so it's basically what you just said but even yeah. today in 2020 like in the physical realms of, of our world like this isn't just like online typing where you're not really accountable for what you say on there and i just found it oh, yeah. that even physically like face to face at these parties broad daylight you know um, yeah that still exists yeah and it's, it's not, you know you, you can always tell i mean i have to say that I, my fan base for the most part because i don't they just <sighs> I don't hold any punches. Like I, I am who I am. I'm not, I don't feel just because I'm an entertainer that I have to kiss your ass or be super nice to you when you're a fucking dickhead. So if you, you give me shit, I'm gonna give you shit right back or I'm just gonna delete you or block you and not even waste my energy, which is most of the time. But sometimes, I don't know, I like to throw it. <laughs> it feels good, like whatever. I do that more on my Twitter than everything. And actually I have an audience for it, which is kind of funny because I roast people. It's not like I'm, attacking them personally it's just like i look at what they write and i'm like what like i'm just like you realize you're a grown man writing this on social media or showing me your dick like really <laughs> like please so i have like I, I think my fan base knows that like if they try to do something really fucking stupid i'm gonna put them to, i'm gonna be like no it's not and what about happen. the guys that you work with? So the male um, adult performers, the, the the porn stars, if I can say that, they do they get yeah. the same type of messages from women? You know, I wouldn't doubt it. I really wouldn't doubt it. It goes both ways. Women. Uh, do you talk about that ever? Do you like compare messages? You know what? Those? I never. But you know what? I have recently been wanting to ask is okay. I don't understand this whole "can you rate my dick" thing. I get okay. It's a fetish, whatever. Okay, but I just don't personally get it because if you. Like, why? Why do you want me to rate it? Where is there a book somewhere where it says if it's if it's veiny, it gets this point? You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know where to start to rate your dick. I, I've, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, and, and then, so what I thought about the other day because I had to do a dick rating, which I have a rate for because I do not do dick ratings for free. Because I'm like, first of all, I don't need to see your dick. I see dick all the time at work. Dicks are dicks. Um, they're not yeah. always the prettiest thing, so I don't even know what you want me to say. Um, <laughs> Biology 101 there. <laughs> right. So I was wondering, I'm like, is there like, are there women out there saying, hey, rate my pussy? I mean, is that a thing? And I just don't know about it. Do women do that as men, much as men? Like, I don't think so. Well, I don't when we post this episode, we can ask the question. I mean, there's no harm in asking, right? <laughs> Market research <laughs> is, there, is there women out there doing this too that I just don't know about? Are they, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a fair question, I guess. Um, anyway, but what else? So, what else do you guys talk about? What, what else do you guys talk about on set or maybe in the backstage area, like about day to day life or something that's happening that you thought was just happening to you, but actually it's happening to all of you guys? Or 
No, I think it's just like, you know what, our lives and, and showing up to a set is just like people showing up to an office to go to work. You know, we, we talk about the same shit. What, you know, especially if we've been, like, I've been working, I've been in the industry for 10 years. There's a lot of people I've been working with for 10 years. I know their families. I know who they are. I know they, they might've just recently had a kid or this thing or that thing. Or when my, you know, I, I, I steer away from talking about, I don't talk about people. That's not my interest. I don't give a shit about that. That doesn't really yeah, happen on set. Uh, I, I steer away from any kind of like drama. I don't, I don't shoot, like, I don't have drama on Twitter. I don't fucking play into that bullshit. Uh, I just, you know, I talk about real things. Hey, what are you reading? What's going on in your life? How you feeling? Da 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 da. Dude, I, I stay my own, I stay my own lane, my own business. I don't even know who's dating who, who's fucking who. I don't give a fuck either. I just like, <laughs> I go to work, I show up, I see my colleague, what's going on, how's it happening, we talk about the scene, uh, or if there's any new boundaries, you know, like, because things can change, like, hey, you might have been able to pull someone else's, pull the hair on the last scene, but maybe they don't want their hair pulled on this scene, you know what I mean, so we talk about the scene, make sure that we're, we're you know, we're on point, we'll go over our lines together, you know, um, get the mojo started a little bit. Not like there's fluffing or any of that, but you know, you gotta make sure that we got like, we got our idea of what the chemistry is gonna be like, getting down, um, things of that nature. It's very professional. I work with such great, beautiful, professional people that I think people would just be surprised how professional and more corporate and everything has really gotten on set. To me, I've always walked in, I've had a safe environment. Huh? Has it, has it been like that since you first started or have you seen it develop into more of a corporate scene? As I think it's developed a lot more yeah. into a, uh, a corporate more. And I think it's, you know, because of the onset of, you know, the internet and things progressing through time and, you know, people having experiences and situations and issues and stuff like that. You know, anything's anything's going to grow over a period of time. Anything's going to evolve over a period of time. I mean, if, if you're not evolving and growing, then you're dying. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And also you mentioned like the parallels between kind of, you know, ordinary jobs where people go into the office or they have a nine to five. And you mentioned the parallels between that and, uh, and the adult entertainment industry. So I know one hot topic now is obviously the male and female debate as to whether, females are considered or treated in the same way as men when it comes to salaries, when it comes to, I don't know, um, career acceleration. Well, I think this is that. one industry where I can say, at least the performer-wise, most of the women are making more than the men. Oh, really? I would say so. But, I mean, if you look at it also in this way, men, for the most part, well, I mean, women can have very long careers as well. I mean, I'm still working and stuff like that. But men can have long careers. Um, I, th I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm overstepping my bounds in saying that. But I would, my, I don't have statistics. Don't quote me. Not but absolutely, I but just from your I would suggest, I, I would assume that more women in my industry are making more than the other male performers. Like, I'm talking perform. I can't speak for directors or, or any of that bullshit. I don't okay. know. I have no clue whatsoever. I don't, and that's the thing too. I don't talk salaries with people. I don't talk rates with my performers. Okay. I don't ask, hey, 
blah, blah, blah. What are you making on this thing? I don't give a shit. It's not my business. You know, you okay. work that out on your own. So if um, I was to step away from the salary side and ask you then, okay, do you think women get more of the shit on social media, more of the stigma, let's say? Oh, stigma? As far yeah. as what, slut shaming on, on social media? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you mentioned- Well, I think that happens in regular life too. I mean, God, I mean, if- I think that happens in regular life too. If you're that girl that's always going out and, you know, talking about this guy and that guy and, oh man, I'm having great sex. And then, you know, people, even women and men look at you as your fucking slut anyway. No, so it's I don't the reason. Think that, you know, it kind of goes across the board. I mean, just, but I don't believe that. I mean, I think women can be just as sexual and driven and have control and confidence over their sexual prowess prowess is is as much as men do i i don't i think it, that's just a stupid societal fucking bullshit standard that just happened over a period of time probably from religious standpoints or these bullshit morals that people want to stick by that you know yeah i mean i can see that becoming outdated in the future but oh yeah i, I think I, I slut meant- shaming and all that other shit it will come out i mean what does it do you, who cares yeah, if you have so much time to shame somebody for their sex, then what the f- why is it because you're sexless? Why are you in somebody else's business? Why aren't you yeah. focused on your own shit and your own goals and not worry about what your neighbor's doing? Unless your neighbor is coming over and giving blowjobs in your fucking living room in front of you and your husband, then maybe that's a problem, okay? But if she's getting blowjobs in her own house, doing whatever she wants to fucking do and not bothering you, who gives a shit? I don't know. I think too many people give a shit about business that's none of their own. And if they just stuck to their own shit and working on their own self, they have a lot less problems. Yeah, I guess humans are strange in that sense. But I actually meant it from the angle of, for example, I know, uh, was it Kanye West? He was at the Pornhub Awards and... I think when you look at it from a marketing point of view, that's trying to kind of uh, normalize or introduce the brand and the concept and the content on a, on a mainstream level. But then obviously oh, the, yeah, the, sure. the, ent- the entertainers still have to bear the weight of the stigma and I don't know, the societal shame like you talked about, whether it's artificial or if it's actually there, they still have to carry that with them. So Obviously, the branding and the, and the content moves, moves forward in that sense, but then the entertainers get left behind. So when it comes to talking about things like relationships or, I don't know, everyday topics that you see, like they might think, okay, well, he or she's a porn star. What does she have to say about that? What, why are we asking her? Why is he commenting? Like, you just stick to I, sex type of thing. I don't know. Is that something you ever get? Is that something you ever feel? Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, you know, I, I get that, you know, like... You know, goodness for you know, people are always surprised that you might get an educated response from a you know an adult entertainer. You'd be surprised we're we're quite educated. Um, but yeah, whatever. I mean, it's it is what it is. I mean, I don't you know that's just going to happen. I think people are people. That's just how they were brought up and nurtured, I suppose. And they're dealing with their own insecurities and a reflection of their own personal bullshit so i don't take any into the heart i don't really care i don't trolls don't get to me people can say whatever they fucking want you know i will eat a bowl of water with a fork before i give a fuck about anybody else's opinion of me or what i do how about that never heard that before <laughs> i'm stealing that one <laughs> and it's true and i i don't think people i i feel bad i feel i've empathized 
you know, I feel, um, you know, some people do take what these people say to heart and they get all upset. And, you know, some people, um, you know, have, you know, we've lost a few people because of what people said. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's sad. And that's who I feel for the most is, you know, like you don't have to give a shit about what these people think. Worry about your, just stay in your, stay focused on you. Know that you are in your own light and everything like everything whether it's a positive or a negative even if i give you a compliment if it was a reflection of whatever i'm going through it's not just a negative thing it's a reflection of whatever i'm going through if i say positive or negative it's a reflection of what i'm going through it's my attitude it's whatever i'm dealing with my own shit same for you so we can even take that in any perspective and you where i learned that is reading the four agreements it's an excellent book if you haven't read it read it it's a quick read you can read it in a day Four agreements. And the four agreements. Don't take anything personally is one of the four agreements. And one of the four agreements is basically, you know, do your best. Your best, you know, don't get on yourself and be like, oh man, I, I didn't do my best today. You did your best. You know, like that 80% is your best that day. Fuck yeah. Give yourself a high five and don't worry about it. You know, um, worrying, you know, gosh, I'm going to probably forget the four agreements right now. But anyway, don't think any, don't take anything personally because everything that, whether it's positive or negative, is just a reflection of what that person's going through at that very particular moment in time. And that can change, you know, whatever. And we're all a reflection, you know, of each other in some way or another. Um, yeah. Would you say that the industry is probably one of the most resilient ones in that case? I, I think a lot of us are pretty resilient. Yeah. I think a lot of us are quite, I think that's why we're where we are. I think we're very resilient. Um, Do you get support or is that something that's just? Um, I think we're getting a lot more support now. I think we're getting a lot more support and we're supporting each other more. I'm always, I'm always available to support, you know, anybody that comes in or, and, you know, try to, I think we, you know, there's, there's a few, you know, quite a few of us, especially as, as top people that have an influence, especially on the younger folks that are coming in, you know, I'll, I'll sit down and I'll answer any question you have, you know, especially you're, you know, I don't care if you've been in the industry for a long time or a new one, or, and I have questions that I ask people and I learn from new, new people. I learn from old, you know, people that are been in the industry longer than me. Um, I try to mentor people, try to keep them, you know, uh, keep, you know, let them know that, Hey, feel free, you know, feel free to contact me if you have a question or an issue or something like that. I realize that some people may not be as strong or voiced as I may be. I'm very empowered. This industry, it's crazy. I get asked a lot this too. I have to say going in this industry and being an adult female performer um, has done nothing but empower the sh I feel more empowered now than I ever did in my entire life. Why I feel that? more empowered now than I did when I joined the military. Why I, you've, because I think this, this is a type of industry where you, you need to be, you're either in the black, you know, keep everything black and white. Don't stay in the gray. Know, know what your boundaries are. If you're at a 98%, consider it a no. Speak up for yourself. Stand your ground, become a businesswoman or a businessman. It just empowered me. I also realized that because of the social media influence, whether you have 10 followers or 100 million followers, they're, they're, they're hanging on to every word you say. So keep your personal shit personal. You know, private is private for a reason. Um, no reason to air out your laundry and realize that, that you can affect people's lives. 
So why would you go on there spewing nothing but negative shit? Go in there, and I'm not saying be a false positive, but be genuine in your words, but you know, understand that you're, you know, be self-aware of your actions and how they are going to influence others. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And actually, I think I was listening to an interview with Lisa Ann, and obviously she's been in the game for a long time and she's won plenty of awards and that, what have you, but she was talking about honesty as well. And she was saying how like people get surprised at how, how much more honest porn stars are compared to other professions. And I wasn't really sure why that was, but I thought it was an interesting point. Do you feel the same way? Oh, yeah. I think, um, I, I, God, yeah, I'm a super honest person. I mean, our fucking lives are on the internet. I mean, either we're getting recorded or we're recording it ourselves or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, some aspect. Like, but like, not vulnerable at the same time. That yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, and I, I like being honest. Dude, I'll be so fucking blatantly honest. Sometimes, and I want people to be very blatantly honest with me, and honesty is, isn't always pretty. Sometimes it fucking is like, oh shit, that did not feel good to hear. <laughs> that didn't feel good to say, but it needed to be said. You know, like you have to be open and honest and have that communication. I mean, if you don't have honesty, you don't have communication, that's number one. Like, yeah. and I'm very strict with that in my, in my relationships, whether it's friendship, business, or, or more intimate. Um, lying as a no like I miss not like I, I I'm not like I, I gotta be honest with what I do for a living you know what I mean I gotta be honest with my whole entire life so I expect it back I, I think how do people take it, it when you tell them you know that's not my worry um how they okay. take it um you know that's that's on them okay. uh but I mean I'm I'm honest I'm just you know I last thing I want you know if someone asked me what I do well this is what I do I do a lot of fucking things you know like a career doesn't define a person. It's not my name. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't want to take the time to get to know me as a human being, well, that's fine. You just made my life easier. I don't have to waste time on you. <laughs> like, it's cool. <laughs> you know, friendship's a mutual thing. If it's, it's you know, it's not if it's one-sided. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. And, and I've, I've had friends that, you know, I've lost that don't agree with, you know, like knew me before I joined the industry and then found out about the industry and, and, you know, whatever, and decided not to be friends with me. Okay. Well, nice knowing you when I knew you. And now that I know you even more in a deeper way, I mean, think about that. Um, I'm cool with it. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm not handing out applications. You know, do you know who Brian Rose is? Oh, can't he's a famous think. podcaster. Oh, he's he's uh, he's very famous here in London, especially now because he's been speaking so much about the coronavirus. And to be honest, I'm not a big fan of that type of content. But I know he was producing more content in the past that was quite uplifting and about you know self development and different bits and pieces. And mm -hmm. he had a TED talk, and he used to be a Wall Street banker. Which when you when you want to talk about ethics and you know people want to say what they want about the the porn industry but then you know you talk about wall street and what they do and the types of financial capital that they move is it is questionable how ethical it is really um, yeah and then he he just kind of wants to move away from that and he, he had a heroin addiction and you know he really went through a dark spell late in his life and he, he's like 50 now and he talks about in his ted talk he talks about how like when he wants to start a podcast because he felt that was what was helping him at the time he, he said like people just couldn't accept that 
he wasn't going to be a banker anymore. Like people just like, bro, just it's a phase. Just let us know when it's finished. And still today, mm-hmm. he's like, you know, I think top ten in terms of podcasters on YouTube and I don't know what other platforms he's on, like Apple Podcasts. And it just shows that sometimes, like you said, you need to let people go. Otherwise, they're either with you yeah. or they're not. Well, I mean, if you don't let people go and let these things go, it's just going to weigh you down. It's going to drag you. It's not going to get, you're not going to reach your own, you know, so you're going to be miserable. You're going to resent those people. Yeah. You know, it's better to let it go and realize that, so, you know, people are, you know, not everybody's meant to stay in your life forever. People are meant to come and go and that's kind of how life is and, and you accept it. And, and um, some hurt more than others. I'm not saying like, you know, some don't feel a little bit of like a heartbreak, but you got to, realize that when one door closes five more open that's just how it is that's how life is and mm. you know like even like for a reason okay i'll be very personal uh going through a breakup you know um i'm not a big dater and i don't date in the industry and i rarely i don't go on dating i don't i'm an introvert like i'm not leaving my house much <laughs> I personally wouldn't believe that because of the way, like, you know. I know. Yeah. It's, it's funny. It's just funny. Yeah. But um, anyway, so it's, 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 I got a lot of great things going for me and I got a beautiful life and I'm a happy person. And I think it's also coming, like, I'm also learning to live um, unattached to things and people. And I think that's something that is always a work in progress. I think when everybody, because humans like to attach ourselves to things and titles and people and, and all that, I think learning to live a detached, not a completely detached life, but I don't know if it's complete. I don't know if, I don't want to say detached. It sounds like a very negative word, but. No, but like, it's all about the tribal effect, right? Like as humans wanting to be part of a tribe, you know, our tribal instincts. And then when we're not part of something, we feel like, when right i i don't yeah i just i i'm a huge loner so i i'm i'm better i I feel more comfortable probably off on my own traveling and and like for instance i'm going on this massive uh road trip i leave tomorrow morning and so when i get off of here i gotta finish up packing and pack up the pack up my jeep and i'm gonna go on a nice solo seven day road trip you know into the mountains and forest and to stay in teepees and Native American land and, and bring in my tent and um just gonna go venture and be me. That's go super out. cool. Yeah, that's you know, I've never been to the States uh, in that way. I've only been to New York for like I think two days when I was a kid, but um Yeah. yeah Gotta come on out to Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> yeah, Vegas, yeah, it's a crazy one, yeah. You what's crazy is that I've done these road trips. Like I, I've driven across the United States and stuff like that, but because it was an intended purpose, like, Oh, I got, I'm living in North Dakota. I gotta go visit my mom, drive 24 hours straight through, through, like not stopping off in other countries, like Costa Rica, for it, I've driven all over that fucking country and I, and, and finding places to hike and volcanoes and mountains and beaches. And I do that all the time in all these other countries, uh, Puerto Rico, same thing, like you name it, uh, all over Europe. I did that. I did like this whole tour over in my car in Europe. It was great. I've never done it in the United States by myself. I've done it all these trips by myself before. I'm a, like I said, I'm a loner. I fucking, I thrive on that shit. And um, so I just, you know, I, I am very grateful. I feel super blessed. I'm in Vegas. I have a backyard, you know, I'm able to like get fresh air. I'm able to do things. I'm able to garden. But even, you know, for my own personal, mental and emotional and physical state of being, I was 
it was kind of taking a dump there for a second. I wasn't feeling as productive the other week. And I was like, okay, what do I need to do? What, okay, let me, I'm not acting, things need, this is not healthy. We, you know, it's okay to mope around for a day or a couple hours, but not for days. It's just not healthy. So like, I'm going to go on a road trip and I'm going to go to different mountains and I'm going to go to hiking and I'm going to go do this and I'm going to, you know, stay in a teepee and, and, and just, I'm going to be still isolating. I'm not going to any cities. I'm not going to any um, uh, places in which, you know, where they're going to be overcrowding or a lot of people. And I'm still, you know, keeping in mind all those basic concepts, you know what I mean? But, you know, and just go do, go do me in, in a different area. But yeah, I'll, I'll post just little things here and there on my Instagram and stuff like that, but I'll probably do more of my posting when I get back. Um, even though um, I'm not going to places that are, you know, super populated or anything like that, I still want to be careful about letting people know where I'm at. Um, oh, it, it, I, it, I was in Fiji for fuck's sake on an island, not even the main island of Fiji, another island of Fiji and someone recognized me there, which I was like, what? Like, <laughs> so, I mean, if that can happen, you never know what can happen. And so I just try to keep it very low key and just keep a low profile. Yeah, that's kind of why I hope I never become famous because um, it kind of freaks me out if people know me and I don't know them. <laughs> it's, it's not really that freaky. I You're mean, not, okay. it's, no, it's not too bad. I mean, the only time it kind of was like a little weird for me is when I was in, um, I was checking in at Chicago airport and I actually had luggage to check in. And the guy was like, oh, you're so-and-so. And he's like holding it like, and he has like my real name and all my info and my driver's license. And I'm like, oh, that made me feel like, you know what I mean? It's just like, I hope you don't remember any of that shit. Like, <laughs> so I stopped using my driver's license with my address on and use my passport card because it's, it's official government identification. Um, you know, I mean, obviously I take my passport whenever I travel internationally, but if you don't, you know, I'd rather show my passport card than my driver's license to someone that you don't know how good their memory is. I had some weird shit happen to me in Miami where, you know, um, and that was new and fresh in my career. So what happened there? Um, I, geez, I, I lived in an apartment that had only 11 units. It was really secure. And, um, you know, people just showing up, you know, knocking at my door at 2 a.m. in the morning. Like, I had to call the cops and just weird, weird shit. Like, well, you know, you just got to be careful. You never know. You just don't know. I mean, like I said, some of these people, you know, they have had very personal time with you, even though you were not present, but they've had very personal time with you. You get what I'm saying? And then some of these people have gotten catfished. You know, I mean, how many people are Alexis Fox live on, on Instagram, like fake, you know, hey, I'm Alexis, no, you're not. I, I, I'm not going to DM you on a public social media. I'm just not like I am very specific on my sites, uh, you know, and, and then you have like I had recently. Oh, my God. Recently, this guy wrote my assistant does all my email, like gets my emails for me. And apparently this guy was catfished for a year and he was sending this person, which is not my email by any fucking means, uh, sending this person money and gift cards. And like, when are we going to meet? And you told me, you know, we'd meet now and they like I'm getting mad. And I, I like that shit is real. Like people beast, fuck, we're not going to write you. We're not going to ask you to send us shit. Like it's just, 
that's not how this works. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes and that really endangers our lives when people catfish like that because scary. I, I get it. You're pissed off. You spent thousands of dollars thinking you're gonna meet me and you weren't talking to me. You know what I mean? Like people yeah. get really mad. You know, they have that's like funny. it is scary. So I like yes, I'll I'll post along the way and stuff like, but I won't post specific locations until I've 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 left the area for a couple of days. Yeah, I do that. Where, I do that unless I'm like in another country. Sometimes I'll post while I'm there or whatever. But I'm I'm pretty good with not like if I'm in specific locations, I I try not to post where I'm exactly mm. at all the time. You mentioned earlier that you don't date within the industry. Why is that? I don't shit where I eat. Fair enough. You know, I mean, I, I just look at it this way. Um, I mean, I, I, fantastic human beings. I, I adore them. Um, but I want to always have the ability to work with all of them. And, you know, I don't want to ever have, I mean, I'm actually not the type of person to have like downfalls and arguments and not work with somebody. But like, you never know like what's going to happen. And I don't want to date somebody that I enjoy working with. And then we break up and that person doesn't want to work with me anymore. Or but like it, you know, or just, I don't want to create any weird situations. I think the best way to put it is I don't shit where I eat. I don't eat where I shit. Like same thing. Like I just don't yeah. do that. I've been I, like that all, with all my work. I've never, it doesn't interest me to date somebody in the industry. I guess the industry is so big in my eyes or in many people's eyes and you know I guess you it's can't... big and small I think is it okay is I it because it's, it's so segmented is that why uh maybe I mean it's big and small I, I don't know how to describe it better than that um because there's a ton of people I haven't worked with but there's a ton of people I have worked with I see. It's it's a unique. We're 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 a family. We're 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 an awesome, functional and dysfunctional family, like anything else. <laughs> How do you approach I really relationships? Love my industry. I huh? How do you approach relationships in general? Uh, I just how I approach my life. You, you know, either you're gonna like me or you're not. I'm either gonna like you or I'm not, and we just figure it out. You know, like. It's funny, I found myself being more interested, I'm more interested in, in interesting people that just come from, like, I, I want to get to know people, like, I, I want to get to listen and understand, and, and I want to hear people's story and understand where they're coming from. I, I you know, I, I just have a more of a need to understand to, than anything else you know it's not about being right or wrong or this or that I just I have a more of a need to understand individuals and I want to listen to their stories and you know if, if that takes you one place then it takes you one place and if it just tends you to friendship it takes you to friendship like it's it's I've never I've, I've never been a girl that's ever like I've never I don't jump from relationship to relationship at all I've never been that type of person I could care less if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't um, you know, it, like I said, I'm a big loner, so you've got to be able to run with me. And if you can't run with me, that's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I just approach very, and I approach it very honestly, very candidly, very openly. And um, I think with each relationship that I have had, that either continue or or don't, I learn new things from it and learn. Okay, well, well maybe my boundaries are too lax, or maybe I don't 
or maybe this and this and that. But I approach all relationships the same way. Definitely. Honest. Yeah, I think I definitely get that vibe from you that you're very honest and you're very direct and you don't take many things to heart, but at the same time, you listen to your heart, if that makes sense. So, yeah. 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 I was, yeah. It's, That's interesting. Well, you live and live and think and through live and think through your heart. You know what I mean. I think I'm telling you, your stomach's going to be your best brain. <laughs> yeah, they say your it's your heart, second brain, right? So yeah, absolutely. I I know I know something's up in my stomach before I know it in my brain. Your brain, sometimes like it could be ego, it could be all kinds of things. Your 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 mental, I mean, fuck, they can be crazy up there. But your stomach and your heart will always lead you. So if you can listen to the stomach and your heart, you'll you'll be on the great path. And if your mind, heart, and stomach all agree, you'd know you're fucking right. <laughs> That's your intuition in point. Definitely. If I was to ask you what's your greatest fear, what would you say? Greatest fear? Hmm. Oh, I don't know. Greatest fear. I hate fears. Fears are just what false evidence. Uh, appearing real what's, what's there to really fear you're not going to fail like i mean I, i'm inclined to say i don't want to you know i fear failing myself but i don't think you can fail yourself if you just like devote that energy and time into the activities towards yourself and towards your goals every day you know how could you fail that way yeah. and really what's failure failure is just an opportunity to learn something so is that really anything to fear probably not i could probably talk myself out of fears versus actually talk myself into them anymore why like, just, like i don't fear rejection okay so you don't like me cool i don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't fear intimacy. I crave it. I love it. I love real raw intimacy. It's sexy as fuck. Um, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Like, I don't want to fall off a cliff or be bit by a snake. I, those are some realistic fears. So, I don't want to be bit by some spider and end up with a hole in my back. That's a fear. Like, yeah. people always think I, I, so I fear monster, realistic but... shit that could possibly happen. Like, I, I do. Like, I'm going hiking in the Rockies, right? I bought bear spray, probably to be used on a person versus a bear, but you never fucking know. I don't, I don't really try to wallow or have made up fears from what your, what your mind can play or your ego can play on you. I think those fears come from ego and you know, we can squash our egos pretty quick. But I'll start asking what keeps you awake at night. What would you say? <sighs> Creativity. I just want to new things new creativity things to think about um philosophy the universe you know stuff like that do you think the world's going to be okay that's uh you never know i mean i can't really make that prediction but um i think i'll be okay um i think there's going to be other people that are going to be okay it's going to be interesting what happens hereafter. Um, I don't think there's anything major like this that happens. There's never going back to anything that was there before. And I don't know if that was really good. I think, you know, I think looking at this whole quarantine process, I think this would, I think, you know, if you're in the right mindset, you have to have taken this opportunity to reconnect with your family, reconnect with your loved ones, do the things that you've never had time to do before. 
you know, if, if you didn't hustle at all during this, it's, it's not the time factor. It's really you kind of thing. Yeah. Not saying that there's also days I didn't feel productive, you know I mean? Like it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I think we'll be okay for a period, but I really think that there's a lot of forces and a lot of things that just aren't okay that's happening. I think, um, you know, I guess that's where I kind of like, I like conspiracy theories, I guess a little bit. I, um, one of my favorites is, um, oh, fuck, what is his name? Just totally escaped me right now. David, um, is it David Lynch? Were you gonna say David Icke? Icke, yes! That's who I was thinking. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Um, I, I love that guy. He's funny. It's, is it because he supports QPR? Huh? Is it because he supports QPR? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know if he's supports I'm just guessing. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I don't know. Like, I, it's, it's who knows what kind of world. I think I want to, it would be really great if the people that were quote unquote in our, in our government and stuff like that, it would be really great if they were just stop putting all these extra bullshit into bills to get place and just say, okay, we have humans here. What is, what do the humans need and we're human. And it's just, I don't know. I think the world would be great if it just, it just, I don't know. It's a hard question. Cause I could go down so many different paths and we'd be here for fucking hours. <laughs> and uh, who knows? I think we'll be okay for a little while. Who knows what's going to happen. What's your biggest success and your biggest failure so far? Oh, let's see, biggest success. I don't really think in these terms, biggest success and biggest failures. I really don't, so it's really hard. You know, hey, I woke up today and I, I took a breath. That was a pretty successful day. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I'm succeeding in my career, that's success. Um, I feel better today than I did yesterday, that's success. Okay, let me ask you a different question. What's been the best day of your life and the worst day? I think my worst day will be when I can't move anymore. No, no, as in in the past, what's been your worst day? I've overcome so many things that I don't really think it's really the worst day. I don't have the worst day. Um, again, I, I still don't even think like in those terms because I, okay. I, maybe back in the day I would be like, oh, well, this and this and this, but I've learned so much from all those things that. I mean, fuck, I'm, I'm still here and I'm alive, so it can't be that bad, right? So the day that I can't travel and move and function on my own, the day that that takes that freedom of, of being able to be my own individual will be the worst day of my life. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Because when I can't, when I can't walk and piss and shit on my own, I can't travel anymore. I'm stuck to a bed or I can't think I got dementia so bad. I can't take care of myself. That would be the worst day of my life. I have not reached that day yet. Best day of my life is every day I wake up and I have an opportunity to make it better. That's so, I mean, I, I, this is not bullshit. I might blow and smoke up your ass. I think if we hook ourselves to like, Back in 19, da-da-da-da, it was the best day of my life. Well, you're just fucking stuck back there. What are you doing now? Yeah. What did you do today to make it great? I, live, I don't go Monday through Friday. I don't do Friday or Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I go by today. You have today. What the fuck are you going to do with it? 
You want to sit around all day? Cool, sit around all day. I do that once in a while. Some days I'm like, I am not doing shit. I'm going to smoke weed and I'm going to sit my ass. Then I have days where I'm running around doing all so many things and I'm so active. That's just me. You know, like I work with men, I work with women. I've dated men, I've dated women. Doesn't mean I don't attach myself. Oh, I'm bisexual and that's who I am. No, it's who I had a connection with at that particular time in my life. And that connection went deeper and into more of a sexual desire. And so we were more, we took our conversational intimacy and took it more into the bedroom intimacy. And we lasted for a few months, years or whatever it may be that I don't, I don't attach myself to fucking titles or any of that shit. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. I I can see sense in that. And I think as we progress, I think more and more people are going to advocate the same thing. Mm Mm-hmm. If you had to write a letter to yourself, maybe the 18-year-old Alexis Fawkes, what would you include in that letter? <sighs> That's a good question. Because there's so much I've done since 18. If you had to choose three so things. So much. You got to really trust the process. Live your life without any regrets. Travel meet as many people from as many different backgrounds as you possibly can so you have a better understanding of who you are and a better understanding of who they are. Being self-aware, owning your own bullshit, working on your own bullshit, and believe in yourself. Believe in your dreams and then take action on those things so they can, so they can actualize, you know? Yeah. There's so many things. I mean, hindsight is fucking amazing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> everything's better with the benefit of hindsight. You know, I can say that, but you know what? I'm also grateful for everything that I've been through and I've done because it's really shaped me who I am today. And I fucking love myself, dude. I fucking really do. And I don't say that in a very, I'm not saying that in a, a selfish, like, ooh, this or that. I really love myself. Like, I go away with myself. I don't feel alone when I'm with myself. I, I'm, I feel just like, and I feel this with the other people as well. Um, people, you know, I, I feel very honored when people come into my life and I feel that people should be honored when I come into their life. Like it's a mutual thing. Um, we're all unique. We're all beautiful individuals. We should all love ourselves more than anything in this world. Um, when I go away, oh God, man, every time I go to Costa Rica, that Costa Rica is going to be my home. I know it eventually. Um, you just, when you go away on these trips, like I know I'm gonna go away on this road trip and I'm just gonna fall, fall in love with myself even deeper because it's an opportunity to dive deeper into who I am as a being. And more you understand yourself, the more you're gonna understand where other people are coming from. So when they're talking to you, you're not just hearing words, but you're really listening to where that person is, 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 is working on and focused on and, and what they're really talking about really understanding them so do you speak spanish not yet poquito espanol Muy poquito. after 17 years in miami you think i would be bilingual in that respect and i i can hear if i listen closely and it's spoken slowly i can make out a conversation i can read it a lot better but I, as far as being fluent and having, you know, a really decent conversation, no, I, I, I fail in that area and I need to, uh, I do want to move to Costa Rica. So I do feel that, um, classes are
going to be in my future. Um, yeah, as soon as I can get a tutor. There we go. Yeah, I think when you, when you speak the language, you really immerse yourself in a different way. Uh, it's, it's really hard to, hard to comprehend because I used to live in Mexico and like when you speak the language, you feel part of what's happening. As, yeah. But, but when you don't speak the language, like when I went to Japan, I felt as though I was just an observer. So it's really, it's really powerful when you speak the language. Yeah, yeah. So that's definitely a goal of mine. It's, it's. I like I said, I, I can have very limited conversation, and I can understand, and I can some usually answer in English. But uh, with the, you know, it feels like such home down there. It's like it's just, it's just naturally going to have to happen um, to learn the language. And that's also a great thing. Like you realize that, you know, when you get to travel, I, I, I highly suggest. And it sounds like you've done a lot of traveling by yourself as well. Um, when you travel solo and you go to countries where you don't know the language and you're not familiar with the area, and you get to sit down and eat with people from their locals and from that culture. This is why I love Airbnb because I always get like an Airbnb and I'll either stay with a family on a farm or I'll just rent a house myself or whatever. But when you can stay out of, you know, I've stayed with families on farms in Costa Rica and in, in Puerto Rico and a few other places as well. And I mean, you sit down and you're having dinner and, you know, they're not, you know, they're speaking Spanish, whatever, native language, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I, you know, you start to just, when you eat with people, you just start to communicate on a whole nother level. It's a heart to heart level. I've cried and laughed with people and not have understood a word that they've said, but understood the essence of the conversation I don't, I don't know if that makes sense but, <laughs> um, but I think yeah like, I, th I think I think I understand what you mean when you when you connect to their energy as opposed to like what they're saying because obviously you don't understand like you, mm -hmm. you both feel the same thing in that moment yeah is that what you're describing yeah yeah and there's still people like I have friend, like I have like a surrogate family in Peru and I stayed in Peru for a month with a family doing physical therapy at an orphanage down there a few years ago. Wow. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. It's definitely on the list. But that's like another place where, you know, you, you, there's several languages being spoken. And so yeah, you, true. you learn to communicate in all different levels, all different levels. It just shows how, Yes, language is important and, and, and you do get a deeper understanding and you start communicating with other individuals and, and you know, like we're communicating right now. And I look forward to that. Um, but also there's something to be said to be able to communicate with people that on you know, just these other levels that just mean a lot. Yeah. Goes beyond. Other than being a QPR fan, gardening what else would you be surprised to learn about alexis walks um i don't know if there's like it's that's a hard question i get to ask that a, a lot and again with social media and stuff like that there's so much of our lives that are being broadcasted it's like what would be even a surprise for anybody right now i'm always surprised like i would be surprised at something that somebody else said like <laughs> Yeah. Um, does that make sense? I mean, you're surprised, Sarah, because that's the first time you ever heard it. But to yeah. me, there's so much of my life that's already out there and so many of, you know, pictures and places and things that I do and things of my interest. 
I don't know what would be surprising anymore to people. I mean, I, I, okay. I like, I like real intimate relationships, but I don't know if that's surprising. I think, I think it surprises people that I'm an introvert. I think it, that surprises people. I think they, you know, when it, like for instance, when I host the comedy show, people are like, I get really fucking nervous because it's a live show. You're on stage. And, um, and people are like, how, you know, how are you nervous? Da, 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 da. Like what do you do when you know, I'm like, well, it's, it's camera lights and action. It's behind closed doors. It's a whole nother realm. I mean, I'm quite introverted in, in things like that. So. Yeah. Just I mean, different. we've, we've got like a hundred listeners or something, like not, not that many. And like, obviously when you first start doing this, you feel a bit nervous and after a while it goes away. Do you get that as well? Yeah. Yeah. I still get nervous at every shoot though. You know, like I always have that like thought, okay, is my body going to function correctly? <laughs> I'm not going to have anything fall out, pop out, come out. Like it's not going to be normal. But even if it does, <laughs> I mean, like you just what? You put it in there. I'm, it, it has. I'll just say this. It has on set. It like shit happens. So like, <laughs> But, you know, they like, honestly, and I think it's another reason, like, I, I, I'm telling you. There's a funny story in there. Yeah, there is. There's always a funny story somewhere. But, um, <laughs> and that's what makes comedy so easy. I could just talk about my life on stage. It's, it's really fucking fun. Uh, you know, <laughs> it really puts, like, a realistic aspect of things. People are either shocked. They're either disgusted, laughed, or turned on. Like, I, I don't know what's going to happen in the audience, but... Yeah, um, that pretty much covers everything though, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I tell people that. I'm like, listen, I'm either going to, you're either going to be turned off, be like grossed out, laugh your ass off, or turned on, and maybe all three at the same time. I don't know, whatever your kink is. Yeah. But, um, it's all going to happen with me. So if I was to ask your assistant, or I don't know if you have any close relatives, or like a really close friendship group, if I was to ask them, what's Alexis's superpower, what would they tell me? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's cool. That's a really, I don't, what do they tell you? Um, uh, I, I can tell you what I want my superpower to be. I want the ability to fly. Like, I, I really would love to fly. That would be dope. I don't know. I think I make people feel at ease. I'm easy to talk to. Yeah. Maybe that's my superpower. Yeah, that's a good one to have. People, yeah. I think people feel comfortable around me to let themselves be themselves. And that's a real honor, to be honest. Yeah, don't and lose people it. can do that. Yeah. So. Don't lose that. That's really good. Have you, ever, have you ever played a game called Either Or? Either Or? No. Yeah, so Is that something like options. Truth or Dare? Okay. No, so I give you two options and you just choose between one of them. Okay, I'll play. Cool. Books or podcasts? Books. Baths or showers? Mm, baths. Espresso or cappuccino? Espresso. Writing or speaking? Writing. Smoothies or juices? Juices. Caffeine or marijuana? <laughs> you <laughs> that depends on the time of the day sir and i usually take them together <laughs> <laughs> what did you take before the podcast i took a fat dab and i had a coffee 
Okay. okay. I, I had an espresso, actually. Okay, there you go. That's the answer. Then. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I haven't played that either. So you're the first guest that I've played that game with. Oh. It's actually inspired on the Amazon wish list that Tanya sent me. Oh, cool. Uh, okay, I've cool. never been sent that before by anyone. I didn't know that, that there's, there's even such a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think she like lists all her links and stuff like that. Yeah, we have a wish list and things like that. Fans, so I, you know, everybody's wish list looks different and stuff like that. I happen to put like items like books and things that I'll actually use, gardening stuff, um, things that I like and really actually want. Um, I, I, it was kind of a joke. I put a TV on my wish list once. I don't watch TV, by the way. I haven't watched tele. I mean, you I have a television. Books. Uh, yeah, occasionally I'll do it. It's usually to fall asleep to or a comedy show, like a stand up. That's or like a documentary. TV, right? I don't know if I'm too. I don't do. I don't do cable. I don't watch TV regularly. I don't have a show that I tune into. What do you watch? I, I, didn't, I didn't know what GTO was. What? How do you watch QPR then? Oh, because in Miami, my uh, at that time the guy I was dating somehow would get it on the screen. But they were doing actually. They were in the Premier League at that time, so they would be on the TV. And now oh, they're, that's I don't, I don't even think they're. Okay. Yeah, it was a while ago. I remember that. Yeah. Remember yeah, that yeah, yeah. I don't even know if they play anymore. <laughs> yeah, I went to watch them less than a year ago. No, it was this year, I think. I went to watch them with two of my mates, and um, oh, nice against Middlesbrough. I think they drew two two. It's a good game. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, it's pretty exciting. That's interesting what you say about TV because. Like for me, I hardly watch TV. I watch sports. I've got a BT Sports subscription with my mobile phone package and I've got Netflix and that's it really. I don't really watch anything else. But yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, no, I don't watch it. I, don't, I really took TV or cable te television and bullshit news programming um, out of my life in 2006, 2007, seriously. Um, like I said, I'll watch a documentary. Like I love Neil, uh, Neil Tyson Degrassi. I love learning about things in life. I love, whether it's something I agree with or something I'm opposed to, or I like to learn all sides of the story. Everybody has one. Um, so I'll, I'll watch that occasionally if I hear of a good one. I mostly have my TV, like honestly, I put the TV as a joke and someone bought it. So I have internet. So I basically have it for like before, you know, when we first started, I had to turn down my music. I usually have like jazz or meditation music or something that's very calming. Um, playing throughout the house throughout the day or it's bone silent I love being still and I love silence I love the peace of it I love when everything is just as is it really makes yeah. me feel good and I, I think most clearly in those moments it might seem like a, an obvious question but do you consume porn like do you, do you watch it yourself as in or, yeah, yeah I always have mm -hmm. okay. And then my taste has varied. Usually the follow-up question is like, well, what do you like? But my taste has varied from like uh, fucking things that like, oh my God, like I, I don't even know if I would do that in the scene, but I like to watch it kind of shit or things that are really vanilla to like someone was really at home filming this. <laughs> it varies. Like it's never, you know, it just changed. Maybe I'll just like, or I'll get like a niche. Like I just want to watch pussy eating. I don't want to watch anything else. Just that. Or and you or watch it for like pleasure, or do you watch or it for like, like research? I mean, is it a bit of both? A little bit of both, maybe. Both, yeah. I don't really watch it for research. Um, I kind of just 
use my own um, sexual desire instincts to fuck when I'm on camera. I mean, I think research will come into like whenever I have um, specific fetish kink type scenes where it's required certain type of dialogue and word usage or vocabulary that the client, like a fan will buy a custom and they're like, Hey, I'm into this type of blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not super familiar with it. So I'll do a little research on it to understand it and um, be able to be, so I can either say, yes, I can do that custom or no, I, I have no clue what to do with it or ah, that's not up my alley to do. Um, that's the only time I really do research, but as far as fucking and I'm doing all that shit, I just, you know, let the cat out of the bag and go for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Real. Dude, I'm telling you, I pity the person that I work with the first time I end up ripping off a dick after being in quarantine this long. I mean, obviously being a performer, we have a high sex drive. I'm very in tune with that. And I probably run, if, you know, honestly, if we were probably, if more females got probably blood tested and stuff, we probably run higher in our testosterone than, you know, than, than, you know, some women that have no sex drive. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm not saying we're big in testosterone. I'm just saying yeah, yeah, yeah. hormones yeah. have a big, you know, have an effect on, on these The body's intelligent and adapts, yeah, I understand. And, you know, being a fam, you got to think about too, being a female performer, we come in, it's like the same mentality of a guy, a guy can walk in, see a girl half naked, dick gets hard, fuck her, leave, no big deal. Women, we like, you know, in my personal life, man, you gotta, I wanna be kissed, I wanna be blown the back of my neck, I'm gonna kiss my body, take your time, stay in certain places a little while. That's personal life. But work, I gotta go in, I think like a dude. I'm a tomboy, so it's pretty easy. But like, come in, not gonna get it blown on the neck, very little pussy gets happening in most most scenes. So you know, <laughs> it's it's you come in with a kind of a very masculine role, is what I'm saying. Do you think that will ever change? Do you think the type of content that gets consumed? Do you think it will ever become more slow paced, more? Well, I think it is happening actually. And like when I'm writing scenes, I write with more of a feminine passion, eroticism um, behind it than go fuck the girl, you know what I mean? Like, I get it all, I love it all. Like, hey, go get the, you know, like, yeah, fuck, But, but is that a case of just the preference of the producer or the writer, or is that coming in the form it's, of it's, feedback from the consumer? I think it's coming from all different directions. I think okay. you're having more females that are watching porn that want to see the kind of shit that they like to watch. Okay. Uh, I think it's getting, I think that type of porn that's more passionate and erotic because women are probably going to be more drawn to it or going to have more couples drawn to it. Hence why I think why, you know, these are all speculation. I, I have no statistical data, but I would imagine, you know, certain sites do better that, you know, have more couple themed stuff to it. And you how know, else do you I see the future of porn? I know virtual reality is something which is playing a big yeah, part in all industries. there, you know, that's fun. That's going to happen. You know, obviously internet, uh, you know, it's been a real blessing to be in the industry that I'm in because I've been able to make an income during this whole time period by working my own sites. And I think, you know, future of porn, definitely we performers for the first time in a long time have a lot of our own creative content um, that we're able to push and put out there due to the internet. Where before, you know, if you knew of a girl, it's because you bought that DVD. Magazine you're a fan of that yeah. company. You know what I mean? Now with the internet, like, 
I can work several sites. I have a Pornhub site. I've got my, my OnlyFans site, the private Snapchats, the sexting sites. I mean, I got content in my hands. People can just email me. Hey, I want to buy a video of you giving me jerk off instructions. All right. Hey, I want to buy your socks. All right. I got a million hustles. What do you want to do? I'll just tell you straight up. And ladies, take a listen to this. You got a pussy. There's no reason you need to be broke. Get off your fucking high morals. Get your ass on webcam and start making your fucking money and make your passion and dreams come true. There is no reason you need to be broke. Listen up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the worst hand, backhanded compliment you can give me is like when a woman says to me, oh, yeah, I wish I could do what you do. Then I could really do, you know, make my dreams come true. And I look at her and I'm like, do you realize what you just fucking said to me? You wish you could do what I do. What is it that I do that's so bad that you can't do it? You know what I'm saying? Think about what you're saying, people. Like, really, there's no reason for it. And, 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 and as far as people and their securities and maybe like their body image, sweetheart, you're fucking beautiful. And there's somebody for everybody out there. I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but I'm somebody's cup of tea. And that's all you have to worry about. Guys, you got a little bit harder. You're going to do a little of this, you know, whatever. But girls, come on. There's so much out. Dude, if they had webcamming back when I went to college, I wouldn't have college debt. You know what I'm saying? By the way, like doing webcamming and stuff like that, you don't have to have sex with somebody. You don't have, you can make that show whatever you want. You're going to have people follow you and pay you for it. It's amazing. I was just going to ask, so do you think there's actually like professional coaching or support out there for people to do it correctly and not in a kind of scandalous or I don't know, in a kind of um, way? I well, I kind of touched on, but like, that's where us, like some of us, uh, you know, veterans in the industry or whatever you want to call us, um, you know, we mentor different people and stuff. Um, I would, I would coach anybody that's willing to take it seriously, but I'm not going to waste my time. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of assholes out there. They want to ask and ask and ask, but they don't want to do anything about it. I guess about accountability, if they can actually make a commitment, whether it's, you know, financial, whether it's contractual. Something. If someone did like a contractual financial commitment, yeah, you know, tangible, right? per so month, hold. you know, these are, these are the steps you need to take and, you know, and, and be successful and stuff like that. I mean, I want everybody to succeed. There's no yeah. reason why you shouldn't be able to have that opportunity, but you've got, you've got to put the work in. You, you can't, you know, you can't expect it just to be handed to you either, you know? And when you it's mentioned morals, so, so when you mentioned morals, I was just thinking, um, I was also listening to, to an interview, it was also with Lisa Ran actually, and she was talking about a particular category which has become really popular recently, and she finds it, like, as in to be really questionable because she gets a lot of emails from, like, basically what it is it's the it's the incestuous category whereby you're doing something with your stepmom or stepsister or stepdad yeah that niche is really just it's bombarded whatever it's 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 a really heavy niche and it pays a lot of my bills so i don't have anything bad to say i mean mm. people whatever she was saying like how some guys were messaging her saying that they actually wanted to sleep with their moms or sisters and she was like yeah absolutely absolutely you do but that shouldn't be a surprise i mean i think you know obviously it's a niche because it's been out there it's it's a taboo that obviously has been looked at i i'm not saying I, like it's something i i don't get off on it 
but I get paid to produce a fantasy product. I don't get paid to produce everything that I like. You know what I mean? I'm not like having Alexis Fox porn. <laughs> you know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I have my boundaries. I, I, I don't, you know, I'm not into the whole direct, like the step thing's fine. Uh, you know, we all have our own boundaries. People will do whatever they want to do. Um, even in, even if we get a script and we're not comfortable with some of the verbiage, we can say something about it. You know, we have that control. Yeah. Do we get the emails from the fans? who are like, yeah, I want to suck on my mom's tits. Sure. We get it all the time. And I'm like, well, if you really want me to talk that way to you, you're gonna have to pay me because that's work. <laughs> Don't call me mommy unless you're fucking paying me and it's in a paid situation. <laughs> it's not a turn on, please. Yeah. Um, I, but you, you think know, they've created it, like as in the industry itself has created something that they didn't need to create, perhaps? Oh, I went with that niche. I think that niche was already created and was going to be around because you're also looking this worldwide. You know, I mean, that stepmom fantasy has been around forever. It's just more prevalent now than it maybe has been in the past. And do you think it's something yeah, that's yeah. going to die out, just like the teacher thing? No, or... I don't think it's going to die out. I mean, look at, we've got some fucking niches on there that should die out. Some very racial niches that should just die the fuck out. But they're not out, are they? I don't think that niches are going to die out. I think there might be one that can, you know, there could be always, everything runs in, in waves. There could be another wave of another, you know, taboo you know, uh, you know, is the niche of putting three dicks in the ass going to die out? I mean, there's girls that do that. Is there going to be a, is it ever going to die out for DP or popping golf balls out of their butts? You know, is that niche ever going to die out? No, yeah. there's people that yeah. are always going to like it. And if there's somebody clicking on it, they're going to keep it up. And who do you think has like the biggest say in what becomes, I don't know, prevalent in the porn industry? Because obviously a lot of it's algorithm and data driven. So I think that's in the hands of the users. Wouldn't it be on the clicks if it's on the algorithm? Yeah. So think about the users. What do the users want to see? Obviously they want to see step money, fucking step son. Where can we expect to see Alexis in 10 years time? Uh, in Costa Rica with a crazy big ass garden, writing scripts and directing and producing and having a coffee business that's viable with a little coffee shop and locals and- Which part of Costa Rica? That's a good question. I don't know. I'm going to go down. Well, once borders go up I'm, uh, or borders open up, I'm going to uh, go down and visit some of my friends. I just love it down there. It's, it's, it feels like home. <clears throat> well, yeah, you've achieved a lot in the last 10 years. And I think obviously you're on a really great track. So if that's what will make you happy, if, if you can achieve that in the next 10 years, I, I have no doubt that, that you'll definitely get there. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Yeah, no, it was a really good chat as well. And I know obviously, you're going on a holiday tomorrow, so uh, you're super pumped, and I can definitely feel that energy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I gotta get I wish packing. I was going away tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's gonna be a hell of a journey, and the cool thing about it is, is I will be. I'm setting up. I, I have to. It's, I just realized it was two o'clock. Um, I've got a. I'm setting up the jeep uh, with cameras, with my phones and stuff like that. So I will be filming each day. Um, you know. Uh, little bit of a kind of a diary thing and then a little bit of just random shit and and also I'll be doing some exclusive content for my um member like a people that belong to my t private uh networks that people paid memberships to I'll do exclusive content for that and make money along the way the beauty of what I do for a living is I can make money anywhere yeah. so 
I can be on the move and I can do that. And I'm going to take advantage of that opportunity and I'm going to make myself happy in the meantime. So it's not like I'm really going to, I never have a day off, but when you work for yourself and you're working for your own passions and dreams, is it really work? So thanks a lot for having me. No, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> no, obviously it's been a pleasure and, and hopefully we can arrange a part two sometime. When oh, absolutely. Maybe. Absolutely. Meet your best on. friend next time. Yeah, definitely. Staz is uh, definitely gutted. He's missed out on this one because I know obviously you're the biggest guest we've had on so far. So, take that <laughs> oh, well, thank you.